Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hello everybody, welcome to today's session. My name is Pastor Dion Hockey and we are from Healing Ministries International. I'm very excited to start a new series and I want to teach in the next few weeks on the subject called the fruits of repentance. Did you know that as a born-again Christian, there are fruits that we are to bear? And did you also know that as a born-again Christian, Satan does not stand still and give up? You know, once you become a child, he says, oh, well, I'm just going to let them go and not worry about them. No, I want to remind you today and tell you that the day you give your life to Jesus is the day also that you started a war with the devil. And I tell you what, friends, Satan is going to do everything that he can to take you away from God. He's going to do everything possibly he can to, to, you know, turn your back on God, not to go to church, not to pray, not to worship. You know, all these things he's going to do because he knows. And let me remind you, Satan knows where his destination lies. He is going to hell. And he doesn't want to spend eternity in hell alone. So he's going to get as many people as he can to take them to be uh, with him in hell. So I want to talk to you on the fruits of repentance. We have a beautiful background that Stephen has put up and I'm so excited about that. And as you can see, it is called the fruits of repentance. So get your pen and paper ready and we're going to take notes and we're going to write these things down. Before we do this, though, let's pray and ask the blessing of God upon this meeting today. Father, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. And we declare, Lord, that you are everything in our lives. You are the Alpha and you are the Omega, the beginning and the end. Uh, you are all wise, God. You are all knowing, God. And I thank you today that as I teach on the scriptures, that revelation will be imparted. The anointing of God will come upon the hearers in the name of Jesus. And where people need to repent, Father, I thank you that repentance and salvation will take place today in the mighty name of Jesus. Teach us, Lord, by your word. Help us to grow continuously every day. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree with that, say amen. Well, I'm going to kick off uh, in the Bible in the book of Luke chapter 3. So if you have your Bible, and I'm reading from the New King James Version, okay? So if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 2. <clears throat> and it says this, While Annas and Caiaphas were high priests, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. Talking about John the Baptist now. And this is what John did. He went into all the region around the Jordan preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. All right. He's preaching a baptism of, uh, of repentance for the remission of sins as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet saying, <clears throat> The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Friend, I just want to, you know, if I could just... When I look at this, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, there are ministers, there are pastors in this end time church. Uh, you know, we are in the last days and there are men and women who are raising up their voices and they are crying out and saying, we need to prepare the way of the Lord. If you don't know this, you need to understand that Jesus Christ is coming back. Hallelujah. 
Come on, the Son of God is going to come on a white horse. There's going to be a sound of a trumpet. The clouds are going to split open and Jesus is going to appear to us. Hallelujah. And we, the church, will be caught up with him in the clouds. I am so excited about that. So it is important as the voice of one crying in the wilderness that we in this end time, you the viewer who's watching, me the preacher who's, who's preaching, all of us have a voice and we need to cry the return of Jesus Christ. We need to warn people. We need to get people ready for when Jesus comes. Amen. And now he says, verse 5, Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough way smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Verse 7. I want to get your focus on verse 7. Then he said to the multitudes that came out to be baptized by him, Brood of vipers, who want you to flee from the wrath to come? <laughs> could you imagine if we as ministers, could you imagine if I came into your church and I stood on the platform and I said, you are all a brood of vipers, you know, you're a bunch of snakes. Who want you, you know, to flee from the wrath that is to come? They, you know how many people would be offended at that? I could just think, you know, some churches today, um, <laughs> some churches will get so angry because of this man preaching the way he preached. But uh, the fact of the matter is he did not hold back. I love John the Baptist because he preached. And he said to them, don't be deceivers. Don't be a bunch of snakes. You know, speak the truth. And, uh, and uh, this is what he's saying, verse 8. Listen to this. Therefore, bear fruits... Please note the word fruits. It's not singular. It's plural. Bear fruits worthy of repentance. It's not just people repenting. We are to bear fruits that is worthy of our repentance. In other words, there should be, um, uh, there should be evidence in the lives of people who have come to Jesus Christ. There's got to be the fruit. You and I have to bear fruit. And I'm going to show you seven different kinds of fruits that we as Christians are to bear when we become born again. There are many people out there who go to church, many people who are so-called Christians. I call them the churchgoers. They are more churchgoers than what they are believers. There are many people go to church that don't even believe in the Bible. It is just a tradition. It is just something they were told to do. But you go and watch lives of, you know, the lives of people. And you, you'll immediately, and I think many of you will agree with me, there's many churchgoers, but there are very few born-again Christians that are carrying the fruit that is needed to be carried, uh, you know, f- of those who have truly come to repentance. So John says, Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham, from these stones. You know what I like about reading that portion of scripture is I have seen in the past that there are men and women and even children. You know, I've seen some husbands, for instance, the wives go to church. 
the wives pray, the wives read their Bibles, the wives serve the Lord. And so the husband who doesn't go to church, he doesn't pray, he's, he's, he's hoping because of his marriage to his wife that because of his wife serving God, he's going you know, to make it into heaven. Let me tell you, you cannot make it into heaven on somebody else's salvation. You have to be born again yourself. You have to give your life to Jesus yourself. Some children say, well, my parents go to church, so I'm okay. No, no, no. The, the Bible says that we are to work out our own salvation with much fear and trembling. Are you with me? We have to work out our own salvation. And when you work out your own salvation in much fear and trembling, as the Bible says, we are to bear fruit that is worthy uh, of that repentance. So he says, even now, watch verse 9. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees, to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down. And I want to tell you, there's a lot of things being exposed in these last days. If you've been a Christian for a long time and, uh, you know, if you have your ear to the ground, as they would say, and you're observant in the, sp in the spirit what's going on, there's a lot of exposure taking place. The axe is being put to the, to the trees and God is chopping down some trees and God is starting to sort out the church. And I want to tell you that God is busy working on the fivefold ministry, the apostle, the the prophet the evangelist the pastor the teacher and god is starting to cleanse the house of god i'm telling you you have to understand this there's another scripture that says that judgment begins in the house of the lord and so god has to clean the foundation of the church starting with the fivefold ministry and when we when he has cleansed the fivefold ministry the church will become healthy and the church will grow again so there's a lot of cleansing there's a lot of chopping taking place and and here I am preaching to you today and I tell you what that after this teaching you're gonna sit back and you're gonna say well let me let me look at my own life and let me see whether I am qualifying whether I'm uh, applying or whether I have these fruits in my life and if you are not bearing these fruits then there's going to be a repentance I told you when I was teaching on revival, what is the first fruit of revival? It's repentance. When people truly come to repentance, they give their hearts to Jesus, they ask God's forgiveness, and we repent, and then from there, we walk our walk with God in fear and trembling. We die to self. We allow God to live in us. We allow God to come up inside of us. Amen. So I pray that you will get this message today. People, listen, let me tell you, people who are not right with God will be offended at the message that I'm about to teach you. But people who are right with God, people who are God-fearing and moving and believing, you know, in God and flowing with the Holy Spirit, they're going to say, preach it, brother, we love what you're preaching. But you're going to get some people who are going to sit back and say, oh, no, we don't agree with what he's teaching there. It's because the fruit is not there and the fear of God is not there. So I want to encourage you today that you need to know there is an axe that is laid to the root of the trees and every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. God forbid that it is you and I who is watching this program today that we would know 
that we know deep in our hearts that we are right with God and that the fruits that we are bearing is holy and pure and righteous in the name of Jesus. I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Would you please open your Bible there? 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And I'm going to read from verse 1 up to verse 10. But there's a lot of information as I slowly read through this portion of Scripture. And I'm going to break it open for you. Amen. Uh, uh, it says this in verse 1. And this is Paul. Listen, this is Paul writing. Okay, And he says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, <laughs> just in, in, in this verse, there is so much information. He says that having these promises, what promises? Well, you need to go back to chapter 6. And uh, let me read to you what chapter 6 says. Because um, <laughs> you actually have to read the whole chapter 6. Uh, to get the fullness, but I, I'm just going to cut into verse 11 just to give you uh, an idea of what I'm teaching. Verse 11 says, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return for the same, I speak as to children, I all, uh, you also be open. So Paul is saying, listen to what I'm going to say now because I'm speaking to children like a father is and I want you to listen to what I'm saying. All right, now listen to what Paul says. Are you with me, family? I'm reading the Bible. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's reading the Bible. <laughs> you know, it's not me making this up. I'm just quoting and reading what the Bible says. So verse 14, here it goes now. Verse 14 says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Uh-oh. Who said this? Paul, not Dion Hockey. Paul said, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Yet I find so many Christians who are, who are yoked together, who are living together. They are living in sin Christians. They're not married. Um, you know, they are in, uh, they are in fornication. Uh, they're having sex before marriage. Um, uh, one is serving God. The other one is not serving God. You know, and uh, there's all the stuff that is going on come on you know what i'm talking about all over the world this is happening and when you talk about this people get offense and they they, they get angry at you and they say come on stop being judgmental stop judging us you know stop looking at us you too holy you too righteous no i didn't say any of this paul is saying this in the word and paul says do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and then he goes on for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Do you see what he's saying? I'll read it again. What fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belal? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? 
Now, I can imagine some people are watching me right now and they say, well, listen, that's a tough one because how are we supposed to win sinners? Easy. You go and witness to them. You tell them the good news about Jesus. Yes, you can move in the circles. Jesus sat amongst the sinners. Jesus sat amongst the tax collectors. He, it doesn't mean he participated in their sins, but he was a shining light. He moved in amongst the sinners and he, he, he was, the, remember, he was the word in action. In the beginning was the Word. This is in John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Amen. The Word was God. Verse 14. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten, of, as of the Father. In other words, Jesus is the Word. Jesus was with God. Jesus is God. And Jesus, the Word, came down to the earth and dwelt among us. And John, the writer, says that we beheld His glory. Are you with me? So you and I as Christians, yes, we can be in the world and we can talk to the sinners and, and we can communicate with the sinners, but we are in the world, but not of the world. Remember, we are now as born-again Christians, citizens of heaven. We're just passing through earth. Hallelujah. We're, going, we're preparing ourselves for our end-time destiny, and that is to be with God in heaven forever and ever and ever. If you are with me, say amen. If you agree so we are to be a shining light so paul is saying he uh, you know uh, he, he's saying this what agreement has the temple of god with idols we can't participate in the worldly things and serve god you can't have both together it's either you are for one or for the other amen he says i'm going to read this again uh verse 16 uh, of Second uh, Corinthians chapter chapter six, he says, "What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said." Now he has the promise. Remember, I said earlier, there's a promise in in verse one of chapter seven. He says he has the promise: "I will dwell in them, and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people." Bless God! Can you imagine that? Therefore. Watch verse 17. Therefore, are you listening? This is what God is saying. I'm not saying it. God is saying this. Come out from among them. From among who? Come out from the people who are still in the world, who are taking part of the things of the world, people who haven't become born-again Christian. He says, come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Oh, I like this part. He says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Bless God. I want to be his son and daughter. What are we to do? We are to come out from among them. We are to separate ourselves. In other words, we witness to them. We love them, but we don't do what the world is doing. Amen. If your friends are walking around smoking, drinking, getting drunk and taking drugs, get out from among them. You can be a shining light like Jesus was. You don't have to drink, get drunk and, you know, to try and impress them to say, I am a good Christian. No, come away from them. Just witness to them the love of Jesus. If your friends are in adultery and if your friends are in fornication and everybody's having sex, you know, and you have a man who's married to a wife, but he's got sex seven other women that he's sleeping around with. That's wrong. That is sin. You cannot do that. And I know 
many, many people who are watching me are going to be offended at these words. But you cannot be married to a wife and have sex with other with other women or other men. That is wrong. That's fornication. God is saying, come out from among them. Don't hang around with people who are doing that. Don't think that, that if I can gamble my money away, you know, hoping to get rich or play the lottery and I'm hoping to hit the jackpot and that everything's going to be again. No, come away from that. Break away from that. Amen. And if we do that, God says, I will be with them. I will be your father and, and you shall be my sons and daughters. That's why in chapter 7, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, one, now I can go on. He says, therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Wow. Flesh and spirit. Well, I just told you about cleansing ourselves from fleshly sins. And I mean, for goodness sakes, there's a lot of things that is fleshly sins. For instance, somebody would say, oh, he's, he's one of those, you know, those old type Pentecostal preachers who preach against sex and they preach against dancing and they preach against alcohol and getting drunk. You know what? That is a, that's one part of fleshly sins. But, uh, you know, there's, a, there's other sins that, that we don't talk about, which people are afraid of. He says that we are to get rid of the uh, filthiness of the flesh and spirit. So what are spiritual sins? Well, this is the sin in the heart that we have. We have hatred. We have anger. We have bitterness. We have unforgiveness. We have jealousy. We have resentment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And there are so many people who are suffering and struggling with these things. Somebody says, well, I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't, you know, I don't curse and I don't swear and I don't have bad language. That's great. But is your heart pure? Is your heart, has it been cleansed yet? Because if you are walking around with anger, if you are walking around with bitterness and jealousy, if you're walking around with pride, if you're walking around with hatred, uh, you know, if you're walking around with, with uh, the, these bad thoughts that you have towards other people, my friend, I'm sorry, you are sinning. And the Bible clearly says that you are to cleanse yourself from that. That's the word repentance. Repent of that. Stop doing it. Why? Because now the next sentence says, perfecting. Please note the word perfecting. It's not perfected, but perfecting holiness in the fear of God. In other words, it is a walk of righteousness. It is a walk of purity. It is a walk of holiness. It means that I have to continuously look at myself and work out my own salvation with much fear and trembling. You know, um, time is running out so quickly. So let me give you this quick analysis. Have you ever planted flowers or have you ever made your own garden? Have you planted vegetables? You know, you go and you get a piece of uh, land property and you clean the ground. You know, you remove the rocks and you remove all the stubble and the rubbish that there is. And you plant some grass or you, you, burrow, uh, you, you um, dig a furrow and then you put your, your seeds into the ground. And you've got your little veggies going or you might have some daisies or flowers or rose bushes or something that is growing. Have you noticed that when those little seeds begin to grow, there are other things that grow with it? The weeds, 
there's always weeds that grow with the flowers. And so as a good gardener, what do you do? You go in and you pull the weeds out every now and then. You know, you leave the flowers to grow, you leave the vegetables to grow, but the weeds come up every now and then. So a good farmer, a good uh, uh, you know, gardener, what does he do? He keeps going back and pulling out the weeds, cleaning out the weeds, you know, getting rid of the, the stuff that shouldn't be there until the time is ready for the plucking or the taking of the vegetables or when the rose bush begins to bloom and brings the beautiful flowers out. This is what you and I are supposed to do as Christians. We are to constantly, listen, the Bible says perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So we are to continuously go back and check our lives and where we have opened the door for the enemy to come in, we are to pull out the weeds. We are to repent. We are to ask God's forgiveness and say, Lord, I'm sorry I've done something there or I allowed the devil to come in here, but I'm weeding my own heart, my garden. I'm getting rid of anger. I'm getting rid of jealousy. I'm getting rid of hatred and unforgiveness. You see what I'm doing? And then next week, you know, everything goes well. You've repented and then somebody comes and makes you mad and you get angry. Have you ever had that? I've had that many times. You get mad and angry. And then what do I do? I have to now perfect holiness in my life and I have to go back to God and say, oh Lord, I've repented. I got angry today. Please forgive me of my sin for being angry. I go to the person who made me angry and says, you know what? I sinned against you. I became angry and I ask you to please forgive me. And you know, when we do that, we are perfecting holiness in what? In the fear of God. Isn't that good news? That God is there to help us, to forgive us, so that we can grow and bear the fruit of repentance. Listen, my time is up. I'm going to continue on the subject next week. But I want to pray for you. If you are angry or you have resentment or you have sin in your life, why don't you pray this prayer with me and ask God's forgiveness right now? And if you've backslidden, why not give your heart to Jesus again? Come on, pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, Please forgive me my sins. Wash me and cleanse me in your blood. Take away all unrighteousness. Forgive me of idle words that I've spoken. Forgive me of thoughts that I have had. Forgive me from looking at things I shouldn't have been looking. I ask you to forgive me completely of every sin in my life. Father, I believe in your son Jesus. He is the son of God that God has raised him from the dead. Say this, say, Lord Jesus, I ask you today, come and live in my heart. I make you the Lord of my life. And I declare that today I am born again and I am a new creature in Christ. Thank you, Father, for writing my name in the Lamb's book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, I'm so glad. I want you to believe this prayer that God has cleansed you from all the sin in your life. Amen. Let us know if you prayed this prayer. You can go on our website, www.dionhockey.org. Um, you can go on Facebook. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on, on uh, Instagram. There's so many platforms where we are. Let us know that you have prayed the prayer and God can bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Amen. We love you. Remember, you can go on podcast. We have podcast, uh, Spotify, and on Apple, and so many places you can follow us as well. But uh, I'll catch you next week in the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, we love you tremendously, and I pray that you will bear the fruits of repentance. Don't miss next week as I continue teaching you on this important subject. We love you so much, okay? Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.